Hey everyone, you are listening to Abbing Lamnyo on how to win friends and influence people. In this podcast, I talk about self-improvement and personal finances and little bit related to our career. So in this episode, I'll talk about how to make good habits inevitable and bad habits impossible. In the summer of 1830, Victor Hugo was facing an impossible deadline. Twelve months earlier, the the French author had promised his publisher a new book, but instead of writing, he spent that year pursuing other projects, entertaining guests, and delaying his work. Frustrated, Hugo's publishers responded by setting a deadline less than six months away. The book had to be finished by the February 1831. Hugo concocted a strange plan to beat his procrastination. He collected all his clothes and asked an assistant to lock them away in a large chest. He was left without nothing to wear except a large shawl. Lacking any suitable clothing to go outdoors, he remained in his study and wrote furiously during the fall and winter of 1830. The Hunchback of Notre Dame was published two weeks earlier on January 14, 1831. Sometimes success is less about making good habits easy and more about making bad habits hard. This is an inversion of the third law of behavior change. Make it difficult. If you find yourself continually struggling to follow through all your plans, then then you can take a page from Victor Hugo and make you how your bad habits more difficulty by creating what psychologists call a commitment device. A commitment device is a choice you make the presence that control your actions in the future. It is a way to lock in it is a way to lock in future behavior, bind you to good habits and restrict you from bad ones. When Victor Hugo sets his clothes down, clothes away so he could focus on writing, he was creating a commitment device. There are many ways to create a commitment device. You can reduce overreacting by purchasing food in individual package rather than in bulk size. You can voluntarily ask to be added to the banned list of the casinos and online poker sites to prevent future gambling sprays. I have heard of athletes who have to make weights for competition choosing to leave their wallets at home during the weeks before weighing in so they won't be tempted to buy fast food. As another example, my friend and fellow habit expert Near EL purchased an outlet timer, which is an adapter that he plugged in between his internet router and a power outlet. At 10 p.m. each night, the outlet timer cuts off the power to the router. When the internet goes off, everyone knows it's time to go to bed. Commitment devices are useful because they enable you to take advantage of good intention before you can fall victim to temptation. Whenever I'm looking to cut calories, for example, I'll ask the waiter to split my meal 
and box half of it to go before the meal is served. If I waited until the meal came out and told myself, I will just eat half, it would never work. The key is to change the tax such that it requires more work to get out of the good habit than to get started on it. If you are feeling motivated to get in shape, schedule a yoga session and pay ahead of time. If you are excited about the business you want to start, email an entrepreneur you respect and set up consulting call. When the time comes to the act, the only way to bail is to cancel meeting, which requires effort and may cost money. Commitment devices increases the odds that you will be do the right thing in the future by making bad habits difficult in the present. However, we can do we can do even better. We can make good habits inevitable and bad habits impossible. How to automate a habit and never think about it again again? John Henry Patterson was born in Dayton, Ohio, in 1844. He spent his childhood doing chores, chores on a family farm, and working shifts at his father's sawmill. After attending college at Dartmouth, Patterson returned to Ohio and opened a small supply store for coal miners. It seemed like a good opportunity. The store faced little competition and enjoyed a steady stream of customers, but still struggled to make money. That was when Patterson discovered his employees were stealing from him. In the mid-1800s, employee thief was a common problem. Receipts were kept in the open drawer and could easily be altered or discarded. There were no video cameras to review behavior and no software to track transactions. Unless you were willing to hover over your employees every minute of the day or to manage all transactions yourself, it was difficult to prevent it. As Patterson moved over his predicament, he came across an ad advertisement for a new invention called British Incor- Incorruptible Cashier, designed by fellow Dayton resident James Ritty. It was the first cash registered. The machine automatically locked the cash and receipt inside after each transaction. Patterson brought two for $50 each. Employer Dave at his store vanished overnight. In the next six months, Patterson's business went from losing money to making $500,000 in a profit, the equivalent of more than $100,000. $100,000 today. Patterson was so impressed with the machine that he changed businesses. He brought the right to British invention and opened the National Cash Registered Company. Ten years later, National Cash Registered had over 1,000 employers and was on his way to becoming one of the most successful business of its time. The best way to break a bad habit is to make it impractical to do. Increase the friction until you don't even have the options to act. The brilliance of the cash registered was that it was automatic, automated ethical behavior. By making, by making stealing practically impossible. Rather than trying to change the employees, it made the preferred behavior automatic. 
some actions like installing a cache register pay off again and again. This one-time choice required a little bit of effort upfront but create increasing value over time. I'm fascinated by the idea that single choice can deliver returns again and again and I survey my readers on the favorite one-time action that lead to better long-term habits. The table on the following page shares some of the most popular answers. I had wagered that if the average person were to simply do half of the one-time actions on this list, even if they didn't another didn't give another thoughts to their habits, most would find themselves living a better life a year from now. These one-time actions are a straightforward way to employ the third law of behavior change. They make it easier to sleep well, eat healthy, be productive, save money, and generally live better. Of course, there are many ways to automate good habits and eliminate bad ones. Typically, they involve putting technology to work for you. Technology can transform actions that were once hard, annoying, and the most reliable and effective way to guarantee the right behavior. This is particularly useful for behaviors that happens too infrequently to become habitual. Things you have to do monthly or yearly, like rebalancing your investment portfolio, are never repeated frequently enough to become a habit, so they benefit in a particular form technology, remembering to do them for you. One example included medicines. Prescriptions can be automatically refilled. Personal finance. Employees can save for retirement with an automatic wage deduction. Cooking. Meal delivery service can do your groceries shopping. Productivity. Social media browsing can be cut off with a website blocker. When you automate a much when you automate as much of your life as impossible, you can spend your effort on the tax machine and cannot do yet. Each habit that we over to the authority of technology free up times and take energy to pour into the next stage of growth. As mathematician and philosopher Alfred North Whitehead wrote, civilizations advance advances by extending the num- number of operations we can perform without thinking about them. Of course, the power of technology can work against up us as well. Being watching becomes a habit because you have to put more effort into stop looking at the screen than to continue doing. So instead of pressing a button to the advance to the next episode, Netflix or YouTube will autoplay it for you. All you have to do is keep your eyes open. Technology creates a level of convenience that enables you to act on your smallest whims and desires. At the more suggestions of hunger, you can have food delivered to your door. At the slightest hint of boredom, you can get lost in the vast expanse of social media. When the effort required to act on your desire becomes effectively zero, you can find yourself slipping into whatever impulse arises at the moment. The downside of automation is that we can find ourselves jumping from every tax to easy tax without making time for difficult for more difficult 
but ultimately more rewarding work. I often find myself gravitating towards social media during the during any downtime. If I feel bored for just a fraction of a second, I reach for my phone. It's easy to write off these minor distractions as just taking a break, but over time they can accumulate into a serious issue. The constant talk of just one more minute can prevent me from doing anything of consequence. I'm not only the one. The average person spends over two hours per day on social media. What could you do with an extra 600 hours per year? During the year I was writing this book, I experimented with new time management strategy. Every Monday, my assistant would reset the password of all my social media accounts, which locked me out on each devices. All week, I walk, I walk without distractions. On Friday, she could send me the new password. I had the entire weekend to enjoy what social media had to offer until Monday morning when she would do it again. If you don't have an assistant, team up with friends or family members and reset each other's password each week. One of the biggest surprises was how quickly I adapted. Within the first week of locking myself out of social media, I realized that I didn't need to check it nearly as often as I had been. And I certainly didn't need to need it each day. It had simply been so easy that it had become the default. Once my habit once my bad habit became impossible, I discovered that I did actually have the motivation to work on one more meaningful task. After I removed the mental candy from my environment, it became much more easier to eat the healthy stuff. When working in your favor, automation can make your good habits inevitable and your bad habits impossible. It is the ultimate way to lock in future behavior rather than relying on your willpower in the moment. By utilizing commitment devices, strategies, one-time decisions, and technology, you can create an environment of inevitable, inevitability, a space where good habits are not just an outcome you hope for, but an outcome that is virtually guaranteed. Chapter Summary The inversions of the third law of behavior change is to make it difficult. A commitment devices is a choice you make it in the presence that locks in the better behavior in the future. The ultimate way to lock in future behavior is to automate your habits. One-time choices like buying a better mattresses or enrolling in a automatic saving plans are simple actions that automate your future habits and deliver increasing returns over time. Using technology Technology to automate your habits is the most reliable and effective way to guarantee the right behavior. Thank you for listening to this episode and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and a review.